You are listening to a message from Victory Alabang. Get the latest updates by visiting victoryalabang.org or like us on facebook.com slash victoryalabang. We are in the third installment of our series entitled 10, The Perfect Law of God that Places Order in Our Lives, in Our Relationships, and in the World. It is also the perfect love of God knowing that this is the perfect law that comes from a perfect God. And the reason why I did say that this is a perfect law because it was God who gave the instruction. And this instruction was not given for people to just comply. And if they don't, they will what? They will get hurt. This is not just really what God is up to. The reason why the instructions of God was given because it stems from the love that He has for His people. You cannot... Okay... Uh, expect people to perform and adhere to the instructions when you are for the rules more than the relationship. And as a father, I've seen that relationship works before I would uh, endorse that my own children would follow what I want them to do. And for the past few years, I've observed that with my son. He plays soccer. He is a striker. And every summer that we would compete, I would always tell him to score. Okay? Uh, because I want him to uh, really, uh, find fulfillment in whatever he's doing and for me to find fulfillment in what he's doing as well. That is what a stage father does, okay? Once in a while. But of course, um, more than just what I want him to do is that he knows that this is not something that I'm putting him or I'm putting on his lap as a responsibility, but more than just the commands and instructions. And what I want him to do is that I have a relationship with him. Thus, he would never uh, misquote or misunderstood my intentions because of the love that I have for him. So he would go out there and play the game and give his best. And of course, it's a joy whether we win or lose. That's not important. What is important is that we win. Amen? And I realize that in this life, it is important that before we understand God's commands and instructions is that we do understand that God loves us so much. In fact, in John chapter 5, verse 3, it says right here, For this is love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. It's not a burden to follow the commandments of God because it stems from the love of God. This is why for the past few weeks, we did understand that the commandments were given in what? in a written uh, form to the people of God after they were liberated from Egypt okay, for about 50 days. And uh, because of that, God has to give them the instruction, not because God wants them to just follow what I want you to do, because that's what I want you to do. That's not uh, where God is coming from. The reason why God, the commandments and instructions, because it, what it emanates from the covenant that they have with God. The Ten Commandments gives us the look into the character of God, who God is, that He is perfect. And because God is perfect, we can look into our soul and we know we're not perfect. Amen. How many of you here has given this a thought that if God is in His right mind and He is, why would God give the Ten Commandments if He knows that we will fail? Nobody in His right mind, even a great father, He will do something that He wants to demand from His own, uh, own children of a responsibility that they know they will fail. But I realized that God gave the Ten Commandments because He's a perfect God. He wants uh, nothing but our best, that He wants us to walk in holiness. Thus, when we fail complying to the Ten Commandments, for people that are prideful, they will try their best. For people that are self-righteous, they will try their best to what? Com comply to the Ten Commandments. And I'm telling you right now, if, if you do understand what I'm talking about, all of us has faltered and we will fail in what? In following the Ten Commandments. So 
the what the response is not to follow the Ten Commandments. Amen? Of course not. It is the basis of our morality and the reason why we need to understand that we will fail following the Ten Commandments because there's no other way but to run to Jesus Christ when we fail. That's the game plan of God. That we will fail because there's only one person who did what complied to the Ten Commandments. And there's no other way that when we turn to God and Christ will accept us because we can't and we will falter. And when God accepts us, now we have the strength and the power to obey, in fact, the commandments of God. Because our obedience stems again from the relationship that we have with Jesus Christ. That's the beauty of this lesson. So therefore, it is important that we have and we should have a clear understanding of our relationship with God. So about a week ago, we did talk about what? A topic on idolatry. Two weeks ago, the advice or, or the instruction is that there should be no other God other than God, other than the Lord. And about a week ago, I hope that you uh, really, you were around, okay, uh, to really, in a way, have a deeper understanding that all of us, whether we like it or not, we worship an idol. And why I'm not talking about a golden statue that we run away from because we're not Baal worshippers. We worship the God of the universe. But once in a while, without you knowing it, that you have an idol in your heart. If you're always angry, just like what I have mentioned about a week, a week ago, because your God is what? Is control. You want to always be in control. And when you're out of control, you get mad. How many of you here, you find yourself at times irritated with things? Because you've been telling your husband to, to just press that, that uh, toothpaste tube where it should be or where you should press it. But for the past 20 years of being married, uh, that instruction has fallen in deaf ears. And you've been trying your best to coach your kids. And you've been in control of everything because you want everything to be properly set. And you get mad. For people not complying to what you want them to do. Because you are always, you are in control of things. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. But when it gives you the meaning and fulfillment other than the God of this universe, there is something wrong with your heart. Some of us here, we lie. Why? Because we don't want people to reject us. Because when we tell the truth, people might not accept and love us. The reason why you are lying, because your God is approval. You want people to approve of you. This is making sense. This is helping you. Nakatulong po ba? That is why the opposite of Christianity is not atheism, it is idolatry. That we are, and we think, that we don't have a God other than the God of this universe, you have a God. And by hearing and listening to this message, now we can come out of this room with a realization that at times I worship other gods. Amen. Worshiping an idol is not just about breaking God's law, it is breaking God's heart. That we just don't want... To follow the commandments of God, but we do understand that at the end of the day, we have a relationship with God. I don't follow my wife because I'm afraid of my wife. Amen, men, husbands? We don't follow our wives because we are afraid of our wives. Okay, let me admit, I am afraid. But, when... <laughs> but because I have a relationship with her. I don't want anything to stand in the way when it comes to our relationship with one another. I don't want anything or any external forces that might hurt our relationship. I want to do anything and everything in order for us to grow in our what? In our understanding and our love for one another. This is why I don't want to break our heart more than just following the things that I should be doing as a husband. In fact, one of those people that we have idolized, and for some of you here, you have idolized for the past few months is this man. 
And I don't know if you did vote for him. It's up to you. But I'm glad we're praying for him. How many of you here, you're praying for him? Amen. How many of you here, you just hate praying for him? You don't have to raise your hand, but the Bible says you have to pray for him. And with everything that's coming out right now, you have to pray for him. You know what my advice to all of us here, with all the things that you've been hearing left and right, you know my advice? To pray for him. You, need, you, you know what you need to do for this? A very hour and season of our economy? My advice is pray for him. Okay? Because at the end of the day, God is in control. And this is the same question I want to ask all of you. In fact, but before I ask this question, how many of you here you know this person? Okay, of course, you know him, right? Do you know him or know something about him? And, and, and that's my question right now. Do you know God or something about God? Because a lot of us here, uh, we would always admit that we know someone or something, but we just know something about this person. And when you know something about an individual, that's not what you call a relationship. You know him, but he doesn't know you. Therefore, you don't have a relationship. And this is why when I came to my senses and accepted the Lord in my heart as my Lord and Savior, that He's not just my Savior, He is the master ruler of my life, that everything that I do is always within the lenses of God. Some of us here, we want to be saved. We want to go to heaven, but we don't want to follow God to the dot, that He's not the master of our lives. And the more you do understand who God is, and the more you do understand the nature of God, the more you trust God. So if you don't trust God and you cut corners, and once in a while you do things that dishonors God, it means one thing, you don't know God. And the reason why I would want to protect my marriage, you know, the reason why I want to do things that, that will make my wife happy because I know my wife, her unconditional and her love for me. And I want to repay her book. And I know I don't have what it takes, but I will try my best because of the relationship that we have with one another. I'm telling you right now, the relationship that we have, if you're married, the relationship that we have with God is something that you can glean on when it comes to how you would want to love your spouse. And for you that are married in this room, you know what I'm talking about. That, that relationship that you have with your husband and your wife can be a good reference when it comes to how we can possibly respond to the love of God. So my question with you right now, do you really know God or you know something about God? Because this message will be fully understood when you do understand that more than just anything else, that before any of the commandments should be followed, that we know God more than anything else. Because it is impossible to follow the instructions of God if we don't have a relationship with God. Amen. Are you ready right now to open your Bibles? In page 478 of the book of Exodus, chapter 20. And of course, we're going to read the commandments of God. And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make yourself a carved image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water underneath or under the earth. You shall bow down to them or serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children to the third and the fourth generation of those who hate me, but showing steadfast love to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. Verse 7, You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. In verse 8, Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, 
you or your son or your daughter, your male servant or your female servant, or your livestock, or the sojourner who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his fem female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is in your neighbor's. Are you enjoying this so far? Great. Can we bow our heads and close our, our eyes? Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity. We can come into your presence and enjoy, Lord God, your word. I pray that each and every person in this room will understand the value of your name. We'll understand, Lord God, that your name needs to be hallowed. That uh, every person in this room, Lord God, will, will come to our senses that your name is above every name. We well, thank you, Jesus, that our tongue will be utilized, Lord God, for your glory and your honor. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. The Ten Commandments were an expression of God's covenant, love, and relationship with His people. The main reason for God's people in getting out of Egypt and going into the Promised Land is to worship God. They were delivered and liberated so that they can worship God, okay, in the promised land. And I realized that because of that objective that God has for own, uh, His own people, that He wants His people to uh, really uh, have an encounter with Him. So God has to establish a covenant with His own people. A covenant is always what? A byproduct of the desire of God to have a relationship with you. In order for God that you have a deeper understanding of your relationship with him is that he what crafted a covenant that no matter what will happen i will never change my love for you is unchanging and unconditional amen that a covenant is a what is a better deal, uh, deal than a contract that when the other party uh, would want to strike a contract with you and you don't adhere to the contract the what the contract is void am i correct but when it comes to our covenant with god even though we are faithless god will always be faithful that is what a covenant is. Therefore, we need to understand that there is always a motivation when it comes to the covenant that we have with God, that we're not obeying God because we want God to what? Approve of us. Tanggapin po tayo ng Panginoon. Remember, kahit hindi ka katanggap-tanggap-tanggap ng Panginoon. Because of what Jesus did on the cross. Amen. Look at the person on your left. Look at the person right now. Okay, just, just slowly have a, a glance. Okay? If you're single, this is a great opportunity. And, and that person, okay, might be nice and angelic, but I'm telling you right now, if you see what his, his flaws, you might not love that person. But God saw from the very beginning how evil we are and ugly we are, but He promised to never change. Though you're ugly, God will still be faithful. Amen. That's the God that we serve. This is why I am forever grateful that I do understand God's love for me. So my motivation in obeying God is His love for me. And remember about a week ago, the reason why we can love God because He first loved us. So obeying God is not a burden. It's a delight. How many of you here, in your experiences with life, how many of you here, you can't help but enjoy following an instruction because you have a relationship with your instructor? With somebody who would want to... Uh, ask you to do something for him and more than just what you're about to do is that indeed you have a relationship with this person it's easy to follow somebody in whom you have a relationship with right 
it is in fact a delight. Do you understand? And the reason why I would always go out of my way to hug my kids and pray for them and, and have breakfast with them. I, I did one this morning and some of them would, would uh, uh, really react because they're still sleepy. But, but I would orchestrate something in order for us to really enjoy the moment. And the more I would give into that relationship and the more that they would uh, show uh, how vulnerable they are when it comes to loving me, we're growing a relationship. So when it comes to certain chores at home, you, would, you won't hear my kids complain. Because they do understand that this is not just what I want them to do. It's a product of a relationship. And the reason why a lot of us are struggling obeying God, because you have not experienced God's love for you. Obeying God is an expression of how you fully comprehend and you do understand the love that He has for us. The more you understand God, the more it's easy for you to obey God. The ultimate motivation of obeying the Ten Commandments is not about out of fear but out of love, that we love God. And this is why every week as I uh, unravel to you the commandments of God, we will always start with the first commandment. The first commandment says right here in Exodus chapter 20, verse 1, And God spoke all these words saying, I am the Lord your God. Compared to about 250 million gods, who has their own religions and some of them minor and major, they would always request the people, yung mga tao na sasakupan nila, the people that are under their care, they would always request that you do what I want you to do. That, that is what a, a, a God who's a false God does. They're after what people can do for their benefit. But the God of the universe did not introduce the instruction first, but He introduced Himself. Isn't it amazing? That before He asks you, to do a task. And before he tasks you, he introduced himself that I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt because of his relationship with us. Therefore, a covenant is not just for his own consumption. A covenant, it is always for the consumption of the other party. So if you're here right now, you're engaged, you, you are in a relationship, you're planning to tie the knot, and you want to find the love of your life, do you understand? But you're lonely and you think like having a wife and a husband will solve the problem. It will make it, should I say, worse. Because when you have a problem and you think the other party can provide a solution, you're getting it all wrong. If you're lonely and you think finding a husband will solve the, the problem, you're getting it all wrong. It is only God who can solve your problem. No one else. This is why it is important that we see God at the center of our universe. That He is the only one who can approve of you, love you, accept you for who you are. And this is why God started with a covenant that He will not change, that He is unchanging and His love for us is unconditional. Because a covenant is not for you, it's for the relationship that you have with God. A covenant should be regarded as protective and not restrictive. But some of us here, you hate the whole idea. Why, would I, why do I have to follow the Ten Commandments? Because you don't understand. It's for your own benefit. It will protect you from having an idol and other things that might stand in the way when it comes to your relationship with God. Because God will never... Oh, do anything that will just cause him to benefit from. 
everything that God does, it is always for what? For our own? For our own benefit. And a covenant that God has blessed us with, it is to protect us from anything that might hurt us. Amen. How many of you here, meron po kayong bakod sa bahay? May bakod kayo. Okay, tatlo lang. Salamat. Okay? We have picket fences at home. Am I correct? May bakod kayo sa bahay. Let me ask this for the second time. How many of you here, meron tayong bakod sa bahay? Bakod. Okay, good. Meron kayong binabakuran. Oh, some of you here. Uh, and, and a lot of us here, okay? Either way, okay? It would be for our own benefit. Am I correct? Meron kang bakod or meron kang binabakuran. I have to be honest, I did that to my wife. I used the pulpit. Because I was a pastor then. This is just between all of us. When I started courting my wife, I was a pastor already. I used my authority. Amen? Everybody would do that. I mean, I'm just sorry, okay? Yeah. I love her so much. She's my first girlfriend. She's my friend. And I, I've invested so much. So I want an ROI. Here you go. So much about this is that at the end of the day, God wants to give a covenant for our own protection. And just like what I mentioned a while ago, the reason why there are picket fences or yung mga bakod will prevent us from, from, from expressing our freedom. Picket fences are not placed to suppress us of our freedom, but to protect us from outside elements. Am I correct? That is a picture that God is for you to, and He's not against you. This is why it is important that we do understand that in order for us to know the value and the weight of our relationship with God, we need to have a relationship with God. That you just don't know God or know something about God, but you really know Him to the core. How many of you here, honestly, you know someone to the core? Either that's your wife or your husband, your best friend. Yung tingin pa lang, nakangiti na kayo. How many of you here, you know, you know that there's something that's brewing right there. And some of you here, you have to develop that attitude where you know God. Because when, you're, when, when you know God and you know God to the core, even though you're down and out, even though you're discouraged, just like what uh, Mr. Rodriguez, one of our Victory Group leaders, has expressed a while ago in our transition, that though, though you're, you're down and out because you just know God, you'll never be shaken. Kilala mo yung Panginoon eh. Kahit anong pinagdadaanan mo, you know that God will what? Will meet you halfway. Some of us, God will meet you all the way. That's the God that we serve. You know my four kids? I have four kids, right? Look at, look at my hairline, okay? That, that's a sign, okay? I have four kids and all of them are trained. I would always, them. there's a habit, I would always put them on top of a cabinet. Roughly about six feet, okay, from the ground. I would ask them to jump about three feet away from me. And that's a habit. If you're part of my family, you have to go through that tradition. Uh, at the age of two or three, I would ask them to jump, okay? Because I want to establish trust. And, and I realized that time and time and again, uh, they would never hesitate to jump because they trust me. And in the same manner, do you have that kind of trust that when God tells you to jump, you jump? But please don't replicate, okay? You're not part of my family, okay? That's another story. Pastor told me to jump, therefore I'm jumping. No, no, that's not. I know you have a relationship with God, but I'm telling you right now, do you trust yourself more than God? Do you trust your situation and your finances more than God? Or you trust God to the core? That no matter what's happening in your finances, you know God will pull you out. Will pull you out of the situation and will be with you every step of the way. And he said right here, I'm the Lord your God. He was trying to communicate who he is. Who brought you out of the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. I am the God of this universe. And I want to tell you a story of Moses. You're familiar with Moses? The one who created the ark because of the flood? Some of you are nodding your head, okay? Moses' ark, it doesn't sound right. And God spoke all these words, okay? To Moses. In verse 
Okay, 13, Exodus 3. Then Moses said to God, if I come to the people of Israel and say to them, he was intimidated, he was full of insecurities. How many of you here, you, you're a type of person that once in a while, you, you find your, yourself with all the insecurities? I mean, I'm, I, every time I would look at the mirror, I dread the whole idea. Why am I bald? <laughs> I love my, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, I, I love the way I look. I don't have a choice but to love myself. So if you feel unloved, just hug yourself. You're love. You're, you, you call that self-service, okay? Yeah, nobody will encourage you. Nobody will hug you. Have you, have you tried doing, okay, and hugging yourself and appreciating yourself and encouraging yourself? That you're doing a fantastic job? And going back to my, to my message, okay, at times like, you find our, ourselves with, with so many insecurities. And that's, that's good in a way. Because when we're insecure, there's no other way but for Christ to secure us. Yung mga kahinaan po natin, it was provided, not because God wants us to be weak, it was given so that we would desire for more of God in our lives. And this is why, okay, the God of your Father has sent me to you. He was full of insecurities. And they asked me, what is His name? Can you introduce us to God? What shall I say to them? That's a question that uh, really, uh, He was asking God. And God said to Moses, the prince of Egypt, I am who I am. Isn't that a ridiculous response? Anong tawag namin sa'yo? Ako. Ano? Ako ay ako. A- ano? Ako. Ano nga ba? Ako. It, it, it sounds ridiculous to, 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 to express okay, yourself in that manner. That you don't have a name. Because names are given to represent your identity. Am I correct? Do you understand? How many of you here you're familiar with your name? Nadung Putek. You're familiar with I mean, Pepeng Corrientes. Uh, Jericho is laughing. You're, uh, you're, you're, you're familiar with this, okay? How many of you here you're, you're familiar with, with the meaning of your name? Okay? Uh, okay. Tatlo kanina, tatlo pa rin. Walang pagbabago. I'm familiar. You're familiar with the meaning of your name, Ray? No, okay. How about you, Dominic? You're familiar. I'm glad. Okay, you're, you're, I'm glad that you're, you're familiar with your name. Do you know your name? No? Okay. My point is, okay, God is simply saying that I don't want to limit myself with just a name because I'm more than just a name. My definition is that I can be what I want to be. That we can not define God because He is who He says He is and He's simply saying, I will be what I will be. I want to be. Because God is self-sustaining, He doesn't need you. In fact, are you surprised that God doesn't need you? That God is independent? That He doesn't need your affirmation? In fact, God doesn't need your worship. So why do we have to worship God? It is not for His benefit, it is for our own benefit. You become who you worship. That's another topic for another day. Because all of us, we have idols in our hearts. Am I correct? If we don't center our lives in, in God, we will worship other idols. Am I correct? I hope that you do understand that God is self-sustaining. He is all-powerful. The Bible says in the book of John that He is the bread of life in John chapter 6, verse 35. That He alone can satisfy you. Siya lang pong sa atin. Ang Panginoon ang, ano, sa Tagalog, ang buhay. Or ang tinapay ng buhay. I don't know. But He's the bread of life. He's the only one who can satisfy you. He is the light of the world. That if you are right now in a peach-dark place, 
You can ask God, God, can you show the way? Can you just shed light over the situation? I'm confused. Here's the door of the sheep. That there's no other way but God Himself and Christ Himself. Part of that, that He is the good shepherd. That He's always for us. That will protect us. How many of you here, you do understand what a shepherd does? Okay, okay. Okay, tatlo pa rin. Maraming salamat. Talagang natutuwa ako. Um, you, don't have to, you don't have to raise your hand, okay? Oh, I'm just kidding you. And I love God that He's a good shepherd because a shepherd would always care for His sheep. One of that is, is that He's the resurrection of life. That you're not just living this life, okay, for your sake and for your own benefit, that you are living this life with a resurrected Christ. Buhay ka. Look at the person on your right. Buhay ba yan? Akala niya. Pero... But when you have Christ in your life, you just don't have life to your years. You have years to your life. Do you understand? I'm the way, the truth, and the... There you go, okay? I am the true vine. All of this is for our own benefit. And the more that God introduces Himself, the more we trust God. Am I correct? The more that God introduces Himself, the more that we trust God. So it is important that we know God because your what you're believing will influence your living. Am I correct? Everything that pertains about God will always influence our lives. This is why God is simply saying in the same chapter, that I'm the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. He is simply saying, I am powerful and there's no other God who can do such thing. Isn't that amazing that God is trying to introduce Himself to us more than asking us to follow the instruction? I am the Lord your God and this is what I've done. How many of you here single men are in this room? Single. If you don't have enough savings, you are single. <laughs> I don't know. If you're single... How many of you here, uh, you went out of your way to introduce yourself to a lady? You will tell the other party or, or this lady who you are, your name and all your details. That you will tell this lady you have a car even though you don't have one. <laughs> I mean, you introduce yourself. You go out of your way and say your name. Am I, am I correct? Hi, I'm Nathan. And I want to tell you that if I can rearrange the alphabet, I'll put you and I together. Isn't that, isn't that an amazing? Come on now. I'm telling you, it, 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 it's one of the things that, that I did when my wife courted me. I mean, you can go out, because that's, that's the point. Before God asks us something, He would introduce Himself that He is a great God. And I told my wife, well, you know what I told my wife? Your father must have been a thief. He stole the stars and put them in your eyes. Do you understand? <laughs> that, because, man, okay. Who <laughs> got okay? And because of that, it is important that we know God before His instructions. This is why you can say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Holy be your name. What's the word holy? To set apart that every single day, the reason why I would want to use my tongue for your glory and honor, the reason why I, I can worship you, because your name is set apart in my mind. Hallowed be your name. Your name is holy. Your name is sanctified. So therefore, if your name is set apart, I would want to set apart your name in my mind. That I will use your name in a way that's appropriate. That I will never misuse your name. That your name has weight and value. Therefore, I have a higher regard and what? Respect for your name. In fact, you want to hear a story? Okay, the scribes during the time, every time they would translate the Bible, because there was no photocopying uh, machine then and, and, and nothing to replicate 
okay, the, the, uh, the written word of God. They have so much respect to the name of God that they will, they will use a different pen or quill, should I say, to write the name of God. They would write and translate it. And when they come to a point where they, they need to re- write the name of God, they would use a different writing instrument. Some of them will go to the extent of taking a bath before writing and, tra- and, and transcribing everything. Because it's how they would elevate the name of God. This is why you can say, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And sarap naman. And forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into what temptation, but deliver us from evil. These are the things that we ask from God because we know that we know God. It is impossible to ask someone if you don't know Him. Because at the end of the day, your boldness. Ano sa Tagalog ang boldness? Baka magkamali kayo, ha? Ha? Lakas ng loob. I love that. Okay? Dapat malakas po ang loob natin kahit wasak ng mukha. Um, we, need, we, we, we need to have that kind of boldness not because, okay, napakapakal na mukha natin, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. The reason why we need to have that boldness because you have a relationship with His name. You know, my kids, they would, I don't know, I've been telling them to, when you go into our room, knock, okay, three times. But they would just open the door and just come in and, and say their piece. You know, I love our household helpers at home or helper. It was a prophecy, okay? They would knock and sir, pastor. Oh, I don't know, because of respect, but I don't know if my kids doesn't respect me because of the relationship that they have with me. They would cry three in the morning and say, Dad! <laughs> Why would you do such thing? I'm a pastor. <laughs> no, you're not a pastor. You're a father to me. Because of the relationship that we have. The reason why we can do all these things instead of uh, uh, really hastily throwing the name of God and using it, okay, once in a while because we feel bad and we hit our toes and, and, and we curse and, and, and we say things, okay, that's not really pleasing to God, that we're misusing the name of God. That we know right now the value of His name, that He's powerful and majestic. That we have a high regard for His name. This is why we can revere uh, the name of God that we have revere and have that, that posture of reverence of, of who God is because His name has to be worshipped and hallowed. And God is simply saying that I've delivered you from Egypt. If you rephrase what God has stated, is there anyone who can deliver you out of Egypt? There are a lot of gods in Egypt that the Egyptians has named and used for their own advantage. Names are given because somebody has authority over an individual. And the reason why our parents name us, and of course, you can't name yourself after being born for about 10 minutes. I am no, nobody. <laughs> I am Jericho. <laughs> nobody will do that, of course, because our parents have authority over us. We don't have authority over God, Amen. He has authority over us. So we can't name God. We just can't call Him the way we want Him to be. Now, at times we, we, we do that. Lord, you're a great provider. Let me call forth the great provider. No, you don't do that. Because, yes, He is a provider, but it is His call more than our call. God has the upper hand more than us having the authority. And because of that, we can help every single day, not just in church. And some of us, we think worship is just in church. In the way you speak, that's worship. 
that you always admire God, you think highly of God, you have a high opinion of God, that He's set apart in your mind, that you have a great esteem of who He is. This is why you cannot misuse the name of God. And the commandment number three, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Why? Because you do understand that name and you have a relationship with that name and you value that name. Amen. That when you're in trouble and, and when you drop your guards, how many of you here at times you're surprised of what's coming out of your mouth? When you're driving that car, do you understand? And, and, and you're surprised. And you hear the voices and the condemning voice of the devil. Because when, when you drop your guards, you are introduced to who you really are. Nakikilala mo yung sarili mo. In fact, hindi natin kilala yung sarili natin. Especially when we are vulnerable. Do you understand this? Biglang may lumabas. <laughs> Pastor pa naman ako. <laughs> I'm, I'm attending church. I'm a leader in church. I'm serving. I'm, I have introduced to my office mates that I'm, I'm attending victory and, and I can't even lish my tongue because God is not present in our thoughts. He is not valued in our lives. When God is your what? Your topmost priority and you're always conscious of who God is. You can curse. You can use the name of God in vain. Oh God, oh gosh. Some of us, we can't even pronounce it. We use an acronym, OMG. <laughs> oh, gee. And that's the same thing. That's not the name of God. But it comes from that motivation. Because whatever comes out of your mouth is a representation of what's going on in your being, in your heart. So when you are vulnerable, that's where you are properly introduced to yourself. This is why more than just us having a relationship with God, more than just us having a reverence in who God is, that we need to be reminded that we represent God in everything that we do, not just with our tongue. That there are a lot of times that we misuse the name of God, that we have to zip our lip. And if you're having a hard time, and I'm talking to people that are are listening to our podcast this week. Not this, this room. We, 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 can, we, can, we can stop our, ourselves from saying things that are, that are negative. But most of the time, we, we use our tongue for, for, for other purposes. That we express things. And we use the name of God in a negative way. Haven't you, haven't you given it a thought? Why would God put this commandment in... Com- in, in, in number three, on top of covetousness, on top of those shall not steal and those shall not kill. Because once you don't understand the name of God, you'll never understand why you're doing what you're doing. Because everything that we're doing is always in the name of God. You sleep, you eat, you breathe, you love your wife, you serve, you go to church, you're not doing it because you want to be blessed. That is selfish. You're doing it for God. If you're married and you're saying, right now, I can't love my wife. There's just so much or too much to bear. This is just, this is not right. But you're not doing it for her. You're doing it for God. Amen. Giving, you're not doing it for the church. You're doing it for God. So when you do understand the way and the value of the name of God, you're, you're going to do everything for the glory of God. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 4, it says right here, let no corrupting talk 
come out of your mouths, but only such is good for building up as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those who hear. People will appreciate and say, man, this guy is different. And some of you here, you can't even uh, really say a, a positive word to an individual. And some of us here, we grew up in an environment where we hear negative things from our parents. Please don't replicate and, and repeat history. How many of you here, it's an effort for you to say a positive word? Raise your hand. Okay. All of us were having a hard time saying what's proper and positive. Haven't you noticed? You're struggling telling somebody you're beautiful, but you love people to tell you you're beautiful. Right? You're nice. You're amazing. Just say the right word. And I hope you're honest. Because we are using our tongue based on what's happening in our hearts. So if you're secured in Christ, you can say great things to an individual. You can inspire people. But because we're a product of a negative environment, we become negative. Remember, hurt people hurt people. So I hope every morning as you bask in the presence of God and you have a relationship with the Lord and you're enjoying the presence of God, you hear things that speaks of your value and approval. And the reason why you can value and approve of people because you have experienced that in the presence of God. So if you're having a hard time with, with, with walking and living in security, it is because your time with God is only once a, a year. That you're more exposed to the people around you more than being exposed into the presence of God. But if you have an encounter with God, it will change your life, I guarantee. Amen. This is my prayer for all of us. That we're not just trying to rehearse and, and tell ourselves, I will say what is positive. Say what is positive. Say what is positive. I will say, what I, I will, positive, posi positive vibes. Um, you can never program yourself in that manner. If you're not changed from deep within your heart, that you don't understand the value of the name of God, that you will end up what? Backbiting somebody. And Proverbs 25 says, these things are not condoned by the Lord. I'm talking to people outside of this church. All of us, we love people. Okay? And we always say something nice about them. All of us are guilty of backbiting. Most of the time, it's valid. At times, we gossip about people. You know, sad to say, the experts and people that have a master's degree when it comes to backbiting and gossiping people are Christians. Galing po naman Christians. Alam mo, sinabi ni Lord, you're using the name of God. Matabasha. And, then, and where is that coming from? Why? That's their problem. If you can be of help, I think you have the right to know. But if you can't help, take a walk. Live your life. Get a life. You can't even make the most out of your relationship with God. Why be so consumed with the lives of other people? I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to people outside of this church. Why gossip? How many of you here, you enjoy gossipers? I mean, people who would, ah, Tito boy! Yung ganun, yung... Ikaw ba yan? I hope you do understand that this is not going to help you. This is not going to help your relationship with God. Accusation. Dumaan lang tumingin sa'yo. Yun, talagang. You have a lot of things running in your mind. Mabaho daw ako. Tinignan ka lang. You're accusing people. Whether they're right or, 
or, or, or not at all, just take a bath. That's, that's my advice to you, okay? Uh, no, 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 no. But you, you love to, to accuse people. You're, you're, you, you love the, 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 the things that you, you can be of help of from people. It's about time for us to repent. Because, because this is one thing. People that love to gossip and accuse people, they miss out on the blessings of the Lord. That's the goal of the enemy. The enemy will not appear and tell you, I'm the devil. Come and listen to me. No. The devil will cause you to stall. That you will be busy with the lives of other people. That you miss out on the life that God has for you. Tingnan mo, sinaktan ka. Tingnan mo, mas magaling sa'yo. Tingnan mo, mas matalino sa'yo. Ano ba? Single ka pa rin, 39 ka na. Second life mo na to. They, the enemy wants you to be focused on other people. Not talagang 39, uh, correct 49. <laughs> you corrected the devil, okay? Why? Because you're, that's what the enemy does to us. And thus you misuse the name of God. You react to situations. You don't know God. Every time you react, that goes to show you don't know God. I know my daughter the other day, he asked, it was her birthday. She asked for a dog, a penny board, and a, a, and a piano. Anak pastor ako. I did not say that. I did not say that. And said, Anak, I, I want to pray for this. Dad, don't pray for it. Do it. <laughs> That's my relationship. She loves me and, and she respects me. And she, we, she would confide with me. I mean, I love my, my, my daughter. And she, and you're, don't, God, you can, you can do it. I know you'll do it. You know what, 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 what provoked me is that she turned eight roughly about a month a month ago, I think. I, I can keep track, okay? <laughs> what a father, okay? For eight years, alam mo sinabi sa akin ng anak ko, Dad, alam ko, for eight years, he did not fail. So whether you'll provide or not, you know, she, she, she told me one thing. Even if you don't provide or not, she paused for a while, you will provide. Sabi <laughs> labo mo! But I like that. And the Lord has blessed me that I can provide. Somebody gave us a dog. Wow. Yeah. And of course, I, I, I have to pretend it, it, it's from me. Okay. <laughs> but after a week, I got convicted and told her it was given by somebody. And, and because of that, she has a relationship with me. You can do it, Dad. And the beauty uh, of, of uh, and, and, and how beautiful uh, the relationship that I have with her is, is it's not anchored on what I can provide. I know she will not be offended if I don't provide. But because in my heart I'm a father, she knows the weight of my name that dad you'll provide. And because she knows, she can't just throw and hastily throw my name away and use my name for any other thing that might serve whatever she wants. And that's the problem with us. We misuse the name of God. We misapply the name of God. That we just use the name of God hastily. Some people would use what? We would use the name of God to manipulate other people. You know what? The Lord told me that you will bless me. You know what? The Lord told me that you like me. Ah! Uh, you use the name of God. I feel in my heart the Lord is telling me it's tayo na. Married na ako. I mean, uh, at times we're, we're, we're like that. That we misapply the name of God. Some of us were so religious, we're so caught up with, with a lot of things that every time we see a, a, a demonic manifestation or an, uh, uh, something that, that does not, that's, that's not even evil, we use the name in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I mean, 
You feel something? Oh, napakalamig dito. Nasa aircon ka. In Jesus' name. Yung, yung, that, that, there's not, walang, may maligno dito. In Jesus' name. Ang pangit ko. In Jesus' name. Yung ganun yung lahat na lang. You use the name of God. No matter how many in Jesus' name you will use, just, that's the truth. Right? I'm not saying you're, you're ugly, okay? That's not what I'm talking about. Just look, face the truth, okay? And the truth will set you free. Good? Amen. Let's, let's know the weight of the name of God that we don't misuse and misapply it. That we even misrepresent the name of God. This is not just about us opening our mouth and putting the name of God in vain, in vain and using the name of God in vain. The, more than just our tongue is that our whole being should represent God. That we need to be ambassadors for Him, not an embarrassment to Him. It is powerful to represent somebody that you have a relationship with. How many of you here, it's an honor for you to be an ambassador of the Republic of the Philippines? Probably. Right? But if, if you were given a chance to be the, the ambassador of United Kingdom, Pero ambassador of the Republic of the Philippines. A change is coming, by the way. My point is, when you do understand that you're representing somebody who's powerful, who's majestic, who's awesome, who's the God of this universe, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, you walk differently. And that's my prayer for all of us. That you just can't throw the name of God left and right. And you just don't use the name of God in vain. Because God is valued, elevated, respected, adored, and worshipped. The Bible, the Word of God says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 8, And being found in human form, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. It wasn't easy for Him to be human. How can a God be human? Hard. That's another topic for another week. But this is what I want you to understand. Therefore, God has highly exalted Him and bestowed on Him the name that is above every name. Why He has the name above every name? Because He has perfected the law. That dying on the cross was His greatest accomplishment for all of us. And thus, He deserves the name above every name that in this name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess because Jesus is the Lord of Lords this is the King of the universe He is your healer He is the restorer of the brokenhearted He is your great provider He is your Jehovah Jireh He is more than enough your El Shaddai He is your banner he is your God, and He is for you. Can we give God a glory for that? Therefore, Jesus, the name above every name. And this Jesus is not just your master, not just your king. He is your Jesus. He is your Father. This is why obeying God is not a burden. It is a delight. It is easy to obey God and follow His commandments and His instructions. 
because you've gone deeper in your understanding of God that you can say it pays to obey Him I know Him that's my prayer for all of us that we just don't waste the name of God that we just don't throw away the name of God that we just don't misuse, misapply, misrepresent the name of God because we know this name the name to be respected worshipped and adored that we can go out of this room with that confidence that I'm not just worshipping that name that name is attached to my name let me say it once again that name that you worship is attached to your name so when that name is respected and valued your value follows as well you're not valuable because you are valuable you're valuable because that name is attached to your name your value is always dependent on the name above every name can we bow our heads and close our eyes heavenly father thank you for this message that today we repent we're asking for forgiveness for misusing your name if you are in this room can we just raise our hands right now all of us across the room whether your your right hand or your left I want you to raise your hand and say God I repent I want you to slowly repent for cursing for saying anything negative against your wife your kids at times it's not it's not a bad word it's just an expression but you know that it springs from hatred from frustration from ang- anger and God wants to correct your tongue that your tongue would be fashioned, molded, shaped into a tongue of worship. And I want you right to tell Jesus, I want to worship you. My tongue will be used for worship. Lord, thank you, Lord God, for your grace is in this room. That you are a God who will forgive us. So thank you for being faithful and just to forgive our sins. And cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You can put your hands down. Now as we bow our heads and close our eyes... If you're saying right now, I, I, I don't know God. You don't, I don't know the value of God. That goes to show that if you don't know the value of God, you don't know your value as well. And that is the reason why at times you want to throw your life away. Hindi dahil mayaman ka or mahirap ka. Sa mata ng Panginoon, lahat tayo was created in the image and likeness of His Son, Jesus Christ. And you can only know your value because you do understand the value of God. So it will influence the way you talk, the way you live your life. And my advice to you is for you to come into your senses na kung saan tanggapin mo ang Panginoon sa puso mo, na manali ka sa Kanya. And I want to encourage, if you are in this room and you've been coming in and out, and if you want to accept Christ in your life as your Lord and Savior, I want you to follow this simple prayer. Tanggapin mo Panginoon sa puso mo. Pray this prayer after me with the help of the leaders in this room. Say this after me. Jesus, say this after me. Jesus, I receive you in my heart as my Lord and Savior. I want to follow you for the rest of my life. I repent from all known sins and today I will worship you with my tongue with my life with my purpose